Guys, hello and welcome back to another jam-packed episode of the Do The Work Podcast. It's Dale here, the Do The Work Coach, and we're back with episode number 23. Today, I'm joined by two gentlemen all the way from Los Angeles in California, Chris and Eric Martinez, otherwise known as the Dynamic Duo. Chris and Eric run a podcast, they also coach fit pros and help them build bigger businesses within the fitness industry. However, way back when they started out as PTs themselves. In this episode, we talked into mindset, goal setting, daily routines and habits, essentially what you need to do to take it to the next level, whether that be with your health and fitness, your weight loss, or even potentially your business. We went through loads of stuff here, a really valuable episode. Guys, I hope you enjoy it. Just a little reminder, if you could head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review, that would be absolutely fantastic. It allows us to continue to reach more people and of course, get more amazing guests. Now, in the meantime, please sit back, relax, and enjoy this one. Okay, guys, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Do The Work podcast. I'm here today, not on my own, and I'm back, and I have a couple of guests today, uh, and I'm excited to say that I have the dynamic duo, I think I'm right in saying that, uh, Chris and Eric Martinez, all the way from California. Gents, how are you doing? You Okay. Dale, thanks so much for having us. We're doing well. And uh, if, if this is a video that people are watching, I mean, they'll see two identical twins with humongous eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> I heard something on your podcast about the eyebrows. Is this a running joke about getting your eyebrows threaded or something? <laughs> That's Chris's joke. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So for those watching, um, could you just let us know who's Chris and who's Eric? Yeah. So on top here, the one that's wearing gray, I'm Eric and I'm uh, older by one minute. So no matter what, I always have to rub that into Chris. <laughs> <laughs> what, what have you got Chris on Eric that he doesn't have then? <laughs> oh man. Like I'm actually like the better looking twin and actually have more muscle mass and I'm a little bit stronger in the gym. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds um, like going to be a little bit of a competition. <laughs> All right. So, um, First of all, obviously, from my perspective, thank you very much for joining me on the podcast. It's a pleasure to have you guys on. And before contact was made uh, via your, your PA or what have you, um, I didn't know a whole lot about you, but I've, I've tried to listen to a few podcasts of your own uh, since we've had this set up. And you guys are kind of big into mindset. And one thing that's come up a lot is about being an action taker, which I kind of love and links really well to the Do The Work podcast. Um, I wanted to have a little bit of chat about that today, but kind of first of all, for the listeners and also for me as well, um, it'd be great to know a little bit more about Chris and Eric and the journey and the backstory that, that you guys have been on to get to where you are now and also what you do now as well. Yeah, absolutely. So um, if I were to take the listeners back whew, 18 years, so um, we'll start there. 17, uh, 17 years ago, excuse me, no, 18 years ago, um, our father passed away in a car accident. So uh, we, we grew up in a very picture perfect life. Um, our father really instilled discipline and work ethic and education. He was a uh, prison guard at a uh, prison, a st a state prison. Um, it's called San Quentin uh, State Prison. So uh, he was really hard on us. And, you know, we had a really good life. We were very active in sports growing up. And then three days before Christmas, we got a knock on the door from a California highway patrol officer and a chaplain. So it's not a good combination of those two at that hour. So I remember waking up and seeing my mom just like screaming bloody murder. And they had told her that, you know, my father passed away in a car accident. So he died instantly. And then three months later, my mom's mom passed away due to cancer. So uh, our whole family was really turned upside down 
to make it really short and sweet. And um, it was tough. It was really tough times. You know, I felt like, um, you know, we lost a part of our mom. She turned to alcohol. She turned to al uh, antidepressant pills. So it was, a, it was a very, very long journey. Chris and I were very, very lost individuals at that point. We were still kids. We lost a huge chunk of our family and we just had no guidance and direction. So, you know, we got into a lot of trouble. You know, we turned to alcohol ourselves when we were younger and just that was our way of alleviating grief and pain. We never really dealt with it. So, um, after that, we kind of went through the motions of life. We graduated college, got our BA in business communications. That was always a big dream of our father's uh, to go to school, graduate. So we fulfilled that for him. Um, after that, you know, we, we got really into the working out. That's how we alleviated a lot of our stress and anger was going to the gym, pumping iron, you know, really seeing changes, body, compos body compositional changes. So we, uh, one day we we're flipping through a muscular development magazine and we came across a column by uh, Dr. Lane Norton. So um, he was a natural bodybuilder. He had a PhD in nutritional sciences. So we're like, okay, like this looks really cool. Like let's reach out to this guy. So we did. And we got coached under him for five years. We did a mentorship uh, through him. We learned all of his nutrition, exercise, programming methods, how he ran a business online because he got into it very early about 10 years ago. So um, yeah, after that, Chris and I kind of put two and two together. We're like, you know, there's two of us, you know, we've gone to get like our certifications in, you know, CPT, CSCS, we have a, a master's in sports nutrition. So we're like, you know what, Let, let's, let's build a business out of this. Like we have enough knowledge, let's take action and do it. So we did, you know, we started taking on people like at a private gym and just, you know, using them as, you know, kind of testimonials, social proof helping them then we went into the online world we figured out how to sit there and scale that business through you know automation systems processes social media and then yeah we ran a, a six-figure business by the name of dynamic duo training where we just helped with customized nutrition exercise programming and helped thousands of clients and then the last three years we completely pivoted to b2b coaching for fitness professionals personal trainers to help them build their online business with their existing um, in-person business and you know we've written a couple of books we have a podcast dynamic lifestyle podcast we're speakers so that's kind of uh who we are in a nutshell and what we do dale Fair place. You've done a hell of a lot of stuff. And as I say, some of that <laughs> stuff I knew just from checking out your podcast and listening to a few episodes here and there. And uh, as I say, the ones I've listened to so far, I've quite enjoyed. And I'm, I made sure of the ones that were just you guys initially, because I wanted to get in, uh, into you guys, you know, rather than the guest ones and stuff. Um, and as I said before, the, the backstory that you've had uh, kind of links really well to what I wanted to sort of ask you guys about. And you've alluded a little bit to, the situation you have with your dad and your mom and all that kind of stuff. And what I want to get to is, of course, the guys that listen to this are very much people that are interested in weight loss in most cases. There might be the odd uh, fit pro listening as well. But it's generic uh, kind of guidance that I want to give to people as to how you go from A to B. So how you get from the starting point where you're at now to your ideal situation, whether that's weight loss or progression in your business potentially or whatever that might be. So, what would you say the change in your kind of mindset had to be to flip, to go from the situation you're in, you mentioned obviously booze and stuff like that, to then becoming a success in terms of the online PT world and then the coaching in terms of business coaching as well. Was there a switch that had to flick or was it a, a long-term change that, that got you to think, do you know what, now I need to take action, now I need to do it. What was that process that you went through? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. I would say it's a combination of all those different factors. Um, you know, it's kind of like the old saying where it's like people don't wake up until they get in a car accident. You know what I mean? So for us, like our, our car accident metaphor was basically getting in trouble with the law too many times. 
you know, and putting our mom through just like lawyers and all that type of stuff. And we were just like, and that's enough, you know, our father wouldn't have wanted us to go down this path. And then I think the second thing that really helped out was flipping through those muscular development magazines. Like, you know, till this day, I'm so thankful for having Lane as our first mentor, you know, because there was a reason that we had that magazine that day and we flipped through it. It just wasn't by just coincidence in my, in my opinion, it wasn't. So mentorship was huge. You know, so I think that you need mentorship, you need outside eyes, you need guidance, you need people that have kind of gone through the ropes and made those mistakes uh, for you to be able to, you know, take action and break past those self-limiting beliefs and false belief patterns that we deal with on a day-to-day basis, you know, to take action. So I would say, Dale, it was definitely a combination of just kind of like, yeah, that, that wake up moment and then having a mentor as well too. And then obviously just putting in the reps and sets up here, you know what I mean? Over time, like it doesn't happen overnight, you know what I mean? But if you put in the reps and sets over time, just like you do in the gym, I mean, you're going to build that six pack in the brain just as well. Yeah. And I think really quick to add to what you're saying, Chris, I totally agree with all that. Um, We were just, we were working, you know, full-time jobs after we graduated college and, you know, we were just very unhappy, very unfulfilled, you know, just going through the motions of going to work like nine to five and just making a steady income and, you know, getting our time controlled with everything. So it was just that huge epiphany. We're just like, you know what, enough's enough. Like, you know, I'm going to take a risk, like let's build this business and let's just see what happens. What's the worst, what's the worst that could happen? And I'll, t- I'll tell you a funny story, Dale, for your listeners. Like that day, <laughs> that day I got fired from my day job and Eric got fired like maybe a week before and he was at the apartment. I walked in with a big old box and he's like, oh, did the bodybuilding.com uh, supplements come in? <laughs> I dropped my box on the floor and it was like all of my like office, like utensils and all this stuff. And I told him I got fired. <laughs> <laughs> Fair play. You know what? Sometimes it takes something like that, doesn't it? It's trickier to do something else. And a couple of things that I kind of alluded to then when you were talking, I'm just making a quick note. Um, mentorship, you mentioned the value of, of having that. So essentially having a, a coach to be able to do something and that's for anyone listening who's potentially thinking about getting a PT to get in better shape or in terms of maybe, you know, growing your business, potentially it might not be in fitness, it might be in anything, in something else um, or it might be in fitness and, you know, employing somebody like you guys or somebody else who can basically lead them where they need to go and show them the pit stops that they're going to come up to and how to break through those plateaus and stuff. And that's, that's the benefit of hiring someone to do that. That's, that's been there, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, oh, it, absolutely. It, it, it buys speed, right? Speed. And as far as like, you not having to make so many mistakes, right. And it buys proximity for you having relationships with him and to their network. Right. So again, your network is your net worth. And then it also buys accountability because you're not going to want to let that mentor down. Like you invested something. And obviously I'm a big proponent. If like you pay, you pay attention. If you pay more, you pay more attention. So you're not going to want to let your mentor down and you're not going to want to let yourself down. If you invested like a, a pretty penny into that mentorship. Yeah, really good point there as well. A couple of things like the more you pay for things, the more you value it, regardless of how much it's worth, I suppose that you can put value on on anything. But yeah, I always find if you pay for something that's more expensive, you're going to look after it a little bit better. So if you invest in a higher price membership program or whatever, as opposed to like maybe an eight pound subscription where you get a few emails here and there, if you spend two grand or if you spend 300 pounds or dollars or whatever a month on PT, that's better than paying an eight pound subscription because you're more likely to do it because you're buying that extra accountability. 
Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why we're so big, just really quick on teaching our fitness professionals to charge like a higher premium for their transformations and for their, their expertise. So even if I put this in like a, a fitness context for somebody that's looking to, you know, change their life and transform their life through fitness, I mean, there's really no price tag when it comes to health and fitness, because number one, you're, you're getting the accountability um, uh, factor, you're getting educated, you're getting, you're building tools and habits that are irreplaceable that you could, you know, last you for longevity for your family, kids. And then also too, it's like you're changing your entire mindset and the way you look at stuff, the outlook for the better. So when, when people tell me, Oh, I don't have enough money to invest in a coach for my health and fitness. I'm like, wow, you know, that that's a tough one to swallow because you're probably out there spending money on other little things that are just not very important. And they're going to give you that short term gratification as opposed yeah. to those long term things you're talking exactly. about. Aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. So that kind of leads me on to something I was I was going to ask, and I knew this is where it was going to go. I've got a few questions, and I'm going to move to this bit. So, from what I've gathered, you guys are pretty big on kind of lifestyle hacks, so living your life a certain way to make sure that you're most efficient, etc. So, I'd be interested to know what you guys do day to day in your routine, maybe morning routine or daily routine or whatever it is that ensures that you stay on track with your goals and what you do, because those are things, even though what you do is different to the guys listening for weight loss. The principles I'm sure could be applied to any, anyone's daily routine. Yeah. Go, go for it, Chris. I'll go, I'll go first. Uh, basically like Dale, like what I do, man, is like, I, I program my mindset every single uh, morning to play offense, not defense, you know? And to me, and I'm not saying this is the right way. This is just kind of how I look at things. It's like, I want to be the best fitness business coach out there. Kind of like a Michael Jordan, like a Kobe Bryant, one of the best NBA players out there. And to do that, I mean, there's a sacrifice, man, and there's a cost switch to it. And there's obviously, you know, habits and systems you got to put in your lifestyle to where you have to play at that level. You know what I mean? So for me, it all starts with the morning routine. You know, I'm up at 545 and, you know, for a full hour, I'm sitting there like reading, getting my mind ready, you know, sharpening my skills on what I need, whether it's like sales, marketing, copywriting, whatever it is. Um, after that, you know, I, I do kind of my own self-care as far as like foam rolling, stretching. I go for a walk, listen to a podcast, get some breakfast in. So literally for two hours, I'm sitting there taking care of myself, programming my mindset to go out there to play offense, right? To win the day, you know, and that, that's before serving anybody else, my students or anything. So I'm really big on that. I really am. And I'm also really big on kind of just having like a wind down routine, you know, like you, you got to be able to set a time, whether it's like six, seven, eight, you know, at night and just give yourself some time to shut off, be present with your significant other, maybe have like a, a fun type of like routine throughout the night. If you want to watch some shows on Netflix, who gives a shit? If you put in a good days of work and you're confident about that, then, then, then reward yourself. That's what life's about. It's about balance. You know what I mean? So that's kind of how I live like my like day-to-day lifestyle. Yeah, my, mine's mine's really similar. I just don't wake up as early as Chris. How much later? He he's got me by like an, a good solid hour. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I need that extra hour. <laughs> the, bit, the bit that I loved about that, Chris, to be fair, was about um, I'm going to go American now with you guys being over there. So you're talking about offense um, or attack, as we call it over there. But one of my friends would always say, "Let's attack the day." Um, now, normally you'd say that when we were hung over and it'd be like, right, come on, we can sort it out. Let's attack the day. But that can be that can be applied over to any form of day. And I think a lot of people think, right, I've got to get up and let's just get through the day, which is a really negative way of thinking about the day and what's going to happen. And it's almost defeated. It's like I'm going to do the bare minimum rather than your approach, Chris, which was let's go take it on. Let's, let's have a go at this and, and let's make yeah. sure we're well set up for it. So, 
Yeah, I like that. I like that. Thanks for sharing. Absolutely. That. Yeah, and it, can, can I? I just want to add something to that. It's a great point, um, Dale. And I think this the problem is too many people wake up in reactive mode, right? That's the problem. And you know, if, there's a, there's a really good book by uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza. I love his work on mindset and just you know EQ everything. And it's called Becoming Supernatural. And he talks about this, you know, waking up and and how the the detriments it causes in your life when you wake up in that reactive mode if you're thinking that outcome of like oh i just got to get through the day oh it's like you know i have to go to this job for eight nine hours you know i got to go work for this boss i got to go with these got to go work with my peers you know it's just it's such a negative energy that you're putting out to yourself and to the universe to where it's like it's going to just do a disservice to you going forward and and everybody else around you is going to see that yeah, the day's not going to get any better by you no. thinking that way, is it? That's the no. thing. I think if you go, right, I'm going to take it as a, as a challenge and I'm almost going to be like a, a problem solver almost. And I suppose as, a, as entrepreneurs, that's what you guys are essentially. You're pro solving problems for people's businesses now. Yeah. In the past, you were solving problems for people's health and fitness and stuff. Um, and if you have that mentality, it's it's almost like, right, okay, I'll box it off. Where's the next problem? And let, let's go and box that off. And that, yeah. I suppose... Is a mind is a mindset you have to get into, um, rather than being in that sort of defeatist mindset, so to speak. If that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One thing I've heard you guys speak about as well in one of the episodes was kind of a, a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset. That's something else I was going to ask about. Um, so for the listeners listening in, or anyone watching, could you or either of you firstly sort of explain what you mean by a fixed and a growth mindset and then off the back of that potentially how could you maybe move from having that fixed mindset to be more into that growth mindset yeah absolutely i'll take this one real quick if you want to add to this chris so um fixed mindset versus growth mindset and really quick there's a really good book another good book that you guys might want to check out it's called mindset by carol dueck really really good book she breaks down how to just you know get from point a to point b and get out of this mindset but a fixed mindset is literally what it really is right it's just being very complacent very just judgmental, you know, you're just closed off. You don't want to sit there and expand your mindset and learn, which is the opposite, the growth mindset where it's like, you're open to change. You're open to education. You're open to mentorship, accountability. It's like, you want to consume more information. You want to work on your self-development. You want to help people. So those are the two differences between a fixed and growth mindset. And to be honest, the best way that you can really take action on this is really just buy into uh, self or personal development and even do what, what I call as a personal audit, a personal identity audit, right? Just ask yourself a series of questions like, who am I? Like, you know, who do I want to sit there and become? Like, what makes me happy? What makes me unhappy? You know, what am I doing on a day-to-day -day basis? What can I eliminate? Who can I eliminate? You know, certain relationships, certain environments, because at the end of the day, the most important person and asset is you. If you can't sit there and master yourself, you can't master your inner world, your outer world is going to be compromised by so many different um, like things that's going on inside your inner world to where people are going to see it. They're not going to want to be around you. It's going to you know, affect your relationships, your marriage, your kids. So take action, you know, literally just start diving in slowly to personal and self-development stuff and just work on yourself. Start with the morning routine, really just, you know, read some books, meditate, journal. I mean, there's so many different little things you could do. It's just about surrendering to it and being open-minded to it. Yeah. And I would say just to add to that, Dale, like just, it's called like what I call it is growth mindset stacking. So you just start off with like, if you guys don't want to pay anything, then there's YouTube, right? There's podcasts, you know, like your podcasts, you know, our podcasts, right? 
it's all free. Then you can level up to buying a book for $10. If you can't buy a book, you know, after watching YouTube videos and podcasts for $10 to expand your mindset, that's a whole nother issue. Then you level up to like a course or like a, an info product. Then you level up to like maybe a conference or an event. Then you level up to like a, a mentorship or a coach or a mastermind. And it's just stacking, stacking, leveling up like a video game, you know, to get to that growth mindset you want. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I attended a, um, whether you guys heard about this or not, a, a fitness event in Barcelona last year. It's called IFS, uh, International Fitness Summit, which was a bit of a game changer for me, to be fair. Um, and the reason I'm bringing this up is because you mentioned it there is to be in the next step to making progress and, and triggering a change. And that was another thing where you invest, you take yourself into a new environment and that triggers you to question things and then maybe want to use that stuff and move on and build on that from there. So I think that's another really good thing that, that obviously in this climate at the minute during COVID, it's a little difficult seminar wise, but there's a lot of stuff online and webinars and things like that, that you can do. And I think whatever you invest time into and then, as we say, take action and then the important things to implement what you've learned afterwards to step forwards is always going to help you that I suppose sitting and moaning and doing the same and surviving is going to slowly get you further away from where you want to be. Yeah, absolutely. And, that, and that's awesome. Like if I were to ask you, Dale, like what was the biggest takeaway that was the biggest game changer that you got from that conference? Do you know what? For me, it was a, I was kind of like a little bit envious of the speakers. I was like, do you know what? I'd love to do that one day. So that was a bit of a game changer for me. Um, but also what I loved about that particular event is all the speakers mixed. So you could have a beer and enjoy it with them and stuff. Um, so you're on their level, you could pick the brains but everybody there was in a real vulnerable position. So everybody there was there because they needed help. Mm. And it wasn't an event where everyone turned up with six packs and looked like they'd been full of steroids and were all about image. Everyone was there. A lot of people were on their own and they're all there for the same reason. And that just gave me a lot of kind of uh, confidence that I'd made the right decision and that probably you're, you're doing better than you think you are. I think we always compare to people based on highlight reels of social media and Instagram and all that kind of stuff. And we see the best of everything, but that made me realize that actually there's a load of people that are performing lower than you potentially in terms of, if you'd say on income or whatever, there's a lot of people that are around the same as a few people that are doing a little bit better, but all, all you need to do is take on board what you learn off those people and, and build on that, you know? Yeah. yeah. That sounds like an awesome conference. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, it got moved this year. Obviously, uh, it was going to be in Lisbon this year, so it's now next year. So I, I was like, right, I'm, I'm going again. And if that pushes me on again, then then great. And I met a few people who have been on this podcast. Um, we do sort of lives every week now, and we're actually doing our own seminar next year, permitting that we're going to be allowed to do it. So, you know, that's opened a lot of doors for me. So I think, yeah, what you said there, Chris, is powerful. And, you know, it doesn't just have to be fitness. There's so many seminars that you can attend on you know, like mindset and growth type stuff as well, isn't it? Exactly. I mean, for us, you know, like we, we pretty much did a $25,000 mastermind. I don't know if you know who Ty Lopez is, but um, Ty Lopez, his mastermind was $25,000. And it's like, yeah, we were so scared. Like we had the buyer's remorse. We had the self-limiting beliefs in our head. Like, should we do this? The imposter syndrome, fear of getting started, failure when we did it, everything you could possibly think, possibly think about, but we ended up doing it. 
and it was like a nice gut check and a nice, you know, just like feeling because we knew we, we had conviction. We made the right decision when we first got there at his mansion in Beverly Hills around other people that were in the same position as us too, that wanted to learn, wanted to get to the next level in their business. And it was one of the best decisions that we made because we probably wouldn't have done all these things that we're doing if we didn't do it. Because again, we bought speed, uh, proximity, accountability, all those things. And interestingly, it was one of the scariest things you had to do, and it turned out to be one of the better things you had to exactly, do. Exactly, exactly. I remember we were on the phone. the phone with like three, four different relatives, like sweating, like asking, you know, how, how can we borrow it? We'll pay you back. Different yeah. credit card companies, you know, how can we take more out? How can we increase the limits? I mean, it was, it was crazy, but we got it done. And then it's, 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 as we would say, it's skin in the game. As soon as you've got cash in the game, then... And it's something you mentioned, I can't remember which one of you mentioned it on one of the podcasts and you said, make sure you become accountable to somebody who you really don't want to let down. Yeah, I think it was Eric. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember what episode. I think you I don't know if it was one of your quotes where you pulled it from somewhere else. But that, you know, that's a really powerful thing to say, isn't it? Because if you choose someone that's maybe going to let you off, you know, maybe going to a little bit be a little bit easy with you, you've got somebody who you know will hold you accountable. That's the person that you need to you need to go to for that help, isn't it? Absolutely. And just imagine how much that person's going to push you and you're going to push yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So one of the other things I was going to talk about, we talked a lot about being action takers. I know you guys talk about it all the time. How important is it to step forward in your opinion, even if it's an imperfect action and it's not perfect and everything's not as it should be now. So if it's in terms of weight loss, it's not perfect. So you can't maybe train four times a week, but you can go twice. You can't do 12,000 steps, but you can do 10,000. How important is it to get started, even if that's that the absolute perfect thing to do? Yeah. How can that change and help you on that longer road, I suppose, is what I'll ask you. Yeah, I'll, I'll take this and I'll kind of put it in a fitness context. Um, and, and basically, Dale, it comes down to just like, you know, having a hard heart to heart, you know, talk with like, you know, your, your, either your clients or even just somebody that, you know, you're working with, whatever. But for me, it's like what you said, imperfect action, right? People are too fixed on this mindset of like an A plus work, right? Instead of thinking you're going to do a perfect A plus work, like in your fitness journey, your business, your relationships, your career, just start with the B plus work just to get started and get some traction, get your feet wet. You know what I mean? And this is one thing I really hammer home with like my students and it's still relatable to fitness enthusiasts too, is like, do you know how privileged you are in this day and age? Like with literally these things right here, how privileged you are to have this. Um, we have Amazon. We can literally have food delivered to our doorstep. I mean, we, we are so privileged. So for you, the fitness enthusiast to be so selfish to like sit there and make all these excuses and, you know, have to have perfection in an A plus type of like routine or something like that. It's bullshit. It really is. And it's just really just kind of a cop out to get started. So it's like taking perfect action, you know, don't try to do A plus work, do your B plus work and just understand how privileged you really are you know, to have this iPhone, to be, have all this technology, everything at the push of a button to have in front of you, all these YouTube videos to get started, all this motivation through podcasts. So I just, I look at it as just coming down, like in just more of a kind of like a tough love type of way, you know, with getting started on that. Yeah. And if I can just add to that too, uh, you know, just for someone that's starting a fitness journey, right? I mean, we talk a lot about this and just in life itself, like just life is like a game. It's like a video game. You're always trying to get to the next level, the next level, the next level. And within fitness, right? I mean, you're obviously there's, there's false limiting beliefs and self-limiting beliefs to get started. The fear of comparison, the fear of failing, right? For someone looking to change their life, transform their life with fitness. And we've all been there, you know, and 
that's, that's the thing. So it's like, once they get started, if they understand, like, just, you know, to play the long game to understand it's a, it's a marathon, it's not a sprint, it's a lifestyle that you're buying into, then that helps and puts ease on the mindset and, and, and taking better action, right? So you build better habits, you get more education, you learn movement patterns, you learn about sleep, hydration, just so many little things, right? And then you compound those through days, through weeks, through months and years, and you start seeing yourself evolve. So if more people just reframe their mindset to think about this as just more of like a long-term thing in a lifestyle, I mean, it would just be so much easier and so much more enjoyable. I mean, back when we were doing coaching, we used to use the, the acronym called REF, R-E-F. Find something that's realistic, that's enjoyable and flexible for your lifestyle that you can see yourself doing for days, months, and years on end. Yeah. I love that. And it essentially comes down to the long-term outcome is the long-term outcome. How can you then break that down? Maybe short-term, four weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks, whatever it is. Um, and then break it down into weekly or, or even daily goals of things that you can do every single day mm-hmm. that in, in, on their own, they're not going to do anything. But combined, as you said, compounding over weeks, months, years attending the gym three to four times a week or exercising in some capacity managing your calories more often than not hitting your steps more often than not will result in the outcome goal anyway and for me it's about kind of becoming the person that does those things rather than just worrying about that goal you have to become the person that does that regularly if you want to achieve it long term rather than just going right okay i've lost that weight for eight weeks or 12 weeks or you know even in the realms of, of what you guys do now i suppose it's great to have a, a pt to have like an eight-week program that they sign loads of people up to and then they all churn and they don't keep them it's the same thing as someone losing weight and then just not embedding them habits and going back to normal exactly absolutely Absolutely. Yeah. I love that because like, that's something we preach too. It's like sometimes like a, a fitness professional, like they have two big problems. The very first one is their lead generation. They don't know how to get leads, right? The second thing is if they're good at getting leads, the second one is they have a broken business model. So like you said, Dale, like they could get a bunch of people to pay for an eight week program, but then if they can't keep those, uh, those, those clients on, it's a broken business model for some reason. Same thing with the weight loss like program. It's a broken weight loss program or fitness program. Yeah. Awesome. Now, one of the other things I, uh, I hadn't listened to the episode, but I saw it, and uh, I don't know if it was a guest or not. It was talking about 1% improvements. Now, I presume these 1% improvements are you know, principles and habits that people can do daily. Um, just to add little bits on, we talked a little bit about kind of like lifestyle things and stuff like that, but can you elaborate a little bit more about what you were talking about and how people can get those 1% improvements that will get them closer and closer and closer to the goal? Yeah, definitely. Um, so like with that 1% rule, um, I'm really big on just like, how do you get 1% better every single day, right? How do you win each day? And more importantly, how do you do it physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually in your life, right? Because if you do that, you know, that's going to make you a well-rounded, balanced out person. I really believe that. And especially over the days, over the weeks, over the months, and over the years. So it's like be intentional with your day, set intentions, right? Like what do I want to really improve upon physically? What do I want to improve upon mentally? What do I want to improve upon spiritually, emotionally? How do I get better 1% every single day? And people will be amazed. You know, they're like, oh, it's only 1%. But it's like, yeah, it's like, again, we're playing the long game here. We're trying to get better and better as time goes on. And You'd be, you'd be amazed. You know, um, I think Charlie Munger once said this, like, you know, get wiser, get one, 1% wiser each day. 
So read something every day, listen to something every day. I mean, just improve the mind, you know, the body, the, the heart, the soul, 1%. Yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned something there about like, asking yourself questions. So that, for me, that's a, a big one. one. One thing I did for my clients and, and for other guys as well is just created a bit of a journal. You mentioned journaling before, and it featured questions that I kind of wanted to answer in the morning that, that then helped me. Um, I think answering those powerful questions on your own in a quiet time, 10 to 15 minutes in the morning, was a big game changer for me. Um, you know, using, even if you're feeling a little bit down, this is slightly off topic, but, you know, gratitude is a big thing. But the bit I wanted to get to is I, I wrote down my outcome goal every day. And then that broken that was broken down into, right, the, the process of that in terms of um, weight loss would be, what am I going to do for my food today to make sure that's on point? What am I going to do with my exercise and what am I going to do with my steps? And if we can do that every day and achieve that five, six days out of seven, we're likely to achieve that outcome goal, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but just taking that minute to write that down puts it to the front of your mind rather than hoping that you're going to do those things uh, yeah. and, and hoping it's going to work out in, in a few months' time. So, yeah, I think just to add to what you said there, asking powerful questions whether that be in a journal format or or getting the questions of somebody else you know as i say and 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 just putting pen to paper is is powerful for sure yeah, absolutely yeah. and here's another little good exercise for the listeners um that's just now that we're on this topic like if you want to journal every morning right just get a blank piece of paper write the letter a write the letter i and then write another letter a right so first a awareness, you know, one thing that you're really self-aware of, and then you need to work on the I is for what's the, what's that intention for that specific awareness? And then what's the action I need to take? What's that one action step? And that'll set you up for success every single day. Yeah. And that you say that action can snap you out of how you're feeling straight away. Yeah. The only way you're going to start to feel better, the only way that you're going to make a step towards your goal is by doing something regardless of whether you want to or not. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Action yeah. cures fear. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I taught him that acronym, Dale. He doesn't even give me credit. <laughs> oh, this I knew we were going to get to this point. Where <laughs> cool. All right. So um, I think we've covered a fair bit there, guys. Um, just to add to that competition a little bit there, I want to ask you guys a couple of questions. So um, which sport do you guys play or follow? I like, I mean, I like basketball and I like American football, to be honest. You know, I mean, right now it's uh, it's tough watching basketball with no fans, you know, but um, it's at least entertaining and it's at least a little bit, you know, that what we didn't have. But I like American football, too, though. It's really, really like exciting. So those are my two top sports. Yeah. yeah. And it's I like those sports, too. We grew up playing soccer and then uh, basketball. So our, our father always loved us playing, you know, soccer, which is great. I love soccer. I love watching the World Cup. Um, I wish I could get into it just more just just like. Like it's to me, I, I basketball and like football catches my eye more and just my attention, but I yeah. still have a huge, huge love for soccer. You know, it's, it's an, it's an awesome sport. Yeah. Fair play. That's my sport. Obviously it's fairly popular over here. Uh, where yeah. I want to get to is the, the competitive nature. So Chris, as you felt the need to take that merit there, who, who's the most successful sports person? Out of the team? That's a good one. I mean, when we played soccer, I was uh, I was a midfielder, and he was uh, defense. Uh, what what position did you play, Eric? Sweeper. 
sweeper and I was uh, all center mid. So it was hard to compare, you know, it was like offense and defense. And then uh, basketball, he was, uh, he was a better three-point shooter you know, than me. He was always, he was always a better shooter, but I was the one that would like to go like drive into the hole, like get fouled, like all that type of stuff. So it's yeah. a different combination. Bad play. Do yeah. you think um, playing sports and, and being in that environment where obviously you're looking to try and win things and win as a team and that kind of stuff, do you think that lends really well into progression for obviously health and fitness, but also into the, the business side of things as well? And how do you think it helps? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I'll give you an example. Like, um, I've been boxing for the past couple of years, like private lessons and man, like Dale, I don't know if you've tried uh, private boxing, but if it is absolutely awesome, man. And I see the carryover into business and life, you know what I mean? To where it's like boxing, you got to be very like mentally tough. You got to be sharp. You got to be quick, right? Because if you get hit once, you don't, you don't want to get hit again. So it's like, how do you like dodge it? How do you move? How do you pivot? It's the same thing with business. If you fail once, you don't want to keep failing. Right. So I see a lot of like carryovers from like, you know, boxing into like business into life. And I just love it, man. So I highly recommend the listeners. Like, I know you guys are fitness enthusiasts, but you know, just try somehow like incorporating maybe like, you know, something like jujitsu, boxing, a marathon, um, you know, a, a tough mutter, um, Iron Man, whatever it is, just, just challenge yourself in a different way than the gym. And you'll see what I'm talking about. Yeah, I agree. And I think, I just think that by, you know, taking up sports, it just, you know, it's a whole nother dynamic. It adds to your mindset and just, it builds a championship mindset. It really does. And I really like, um, do you know who Tim story is? I don't to be fair. No. Okay. So he, he talks about, um, building a Olympian mindset, right. And training like an Olympian. So he says that this could be in life and business. So you have the gold medal, which is at the top. Then you have the, the bronze medal, and then you have the silver medal. It's like, how do you sit there and build up and get to that, you know, gold medal in business and life and train like that every single day? So that's why I like that, that analogy. And I just like that whole athlete mindset because it's like, you're going to always push yourself and you're going to be resilient. You're going to have that EQ that if you get knocked down, that if you lose, but you understand it's still, you're still in the game and you didn't quit the game. You're still playing the game. Yeah. And it's going back to what I think Chris, you said at the start is at the start of your day, you want to play offense because yeah. you want to win. Yeah. You want to feel like you've won the day. Um, and that's what you get from sport. And even from boxing, like you mentioned before, I've done a little bit of boxing and yeah, it certainly wakes you up when you get punched in the face for the first time. Um, but you're looking at consistent improvement or continuous improvement. Do you know what I mean? I think that's a good analogy that you've used from, from the boxing there to, yeah. Yeah, you want to win, but I think boxing for sure is one of them things. You mentioned jujitsu is you're always improving um, mm -hmm. and you're putting yourself in an environment where you're vulnerable, um, especially if you're quite new to it as well. So it's always a good thing to try because I think it's good to put yourself in them situations from time to time. You know, oh, yeah. Some of the things that you're good at. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing that's different about a Dale, like compared to like weight training, you know, when you do a sport like that, it, it can, it helps you control your emotions. So instead of like always the IQ, it's the EQ in here. So like in business and life, man, if you get thrown a curveball and you have a shitty day or like, you know, like a, a project doesn't go your way in business. I mean, it teaches you to control your emotions and just be like, calm down. Do not react off of emotions. You know what I mean? Calm down. It's not as bad as you think, think rationally and clearly, and then just kind of reassess the situation, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think the key to any level of success is managing those emotions or managing the perception of those emotions and then what you do afterwards. Yeah. Um, I mean, 
I suppose boxing, you've got no choice. You, you're going to get get hit in the face continually. If you, <laughs> you don't sort that out, uh, you know, or you're going to you're going to be out of there. But yeah, I think having I think some good points for listeners taking away from today is is yeah, go on the offense. I think is a real big takeaway point. Um, make sure that you are kind of well prepared in terms of we talked about routines and morning and stuff like that, and and do what it takes just to get them one percent improvements. Absolutely. Yeah, awesome. I, I like that. Guys, before I know you're busy guys and you've got things to do and calls to make and stuff, um, is there anything else that you'd like to add on to what you've said already? Yeah, I, I'd like to just leave people the closing statement. I just, I love this whole thing of, uh, you know, uh, live a life worth telling a story about. And I truly, truly mean that to, you know, push yourself every single day and understand that like you are the narrator to your book you have every right and privilege to sit there and write every single page and chapter of your book. And this is a long book if you do it right. So, you know, don't, don't sit there and be mediocre. Don't play small in life, you know, grow your mindset, grow your network, push yourself and understand that, you know, it's a, it's a, you want to live a life worth telling the story about and look back and be like, wow, you know, I, I really put everything on the table. I tried everything. You know, I didn't, I didn't sit there and hold back. And, you know, it's just, it's one of those things where you'll look back and you're like, okay, that's, is this a, is this a book that I can put out there for someone to read and get inspired by? So I just love telling people just live a life we're telling a story about. Yeah. And then I'll just, I'll end it too with this, this quote from Ben Franklin. I like where he says, most, uh, most men die at age 25. We just don't bury them until they're 70. So this goes for men and women. And it just means that people basically don't live their fullest potential. You know, they just sit there and kind of go through the motions. They make excuses. They play the victim role. They let the false belief patterns get the best of them. And they don't take action at the end of the day, you know, to do the things they truly are here on this earth to do, utilize their gifts and talents. Awesome. Gents, the only thing to end that would maybe, and you have got mics in your hand to drop the mic because I love <laughs> that to finish that off. I'll some water on mine. <laughs> <laughs> now, you mentioned um, books a few times there. So, um would you like just to talk to the listeners if there is anyone listening in terms of PTs, online coaches, etc. There may not be many, um, but there may be some um, about your book that's released now. Is that right? Yeah, we actually released it about, I will say two months ago. So yeah, if anyone's, uh, you know, if there's a fitness professional, um, you know, an aspiring fitness professional, uh, this is a great book, great resource. It's called Rise of the Fit Pros, how to create more income, impact, influence, and independence in your coaching business. And yeah, it teaches you a bunch of different, you know, action steps, you know, frameworks on how to build an online component with an existing um, in-person component. So there's a lot of value in there. You know, we talk a lot about the mindset, how to break, you know, false and self-limiting beliefs how to play the long game. So yeah, it's a, it's a book that we're really proud of. And, you know, we're really looking to get in more people's hands because it's a $10 book. And I always tell people that if you just take one concept in there, take action, it could be a life changer and game changer for you. So yeah, uh, if you want to check that out, that's at riseofthefitpros.com or it's on Amazon through, you know, digital, audio, uh, physical, whatever. Amazing. Um, I'm definitely going to get my hands on a copy of that for sure. Um, and then a little bit more about... Um, also what you do aside from that. So obviously your main business line is the coach fit pros. So if people want to, even if they just want to learn a little bit more about you guys, where can they find you? Yeah, I would say they can visit uh, dynamicfitpros.com or they can come, you know, visit us on our Instagram um, at Chris and Eric Martinez. And those are probably the two biggest places, you know, that they can find more information about that. 
Yeah. And the podcast too. Uh, there's a lot of good value on there. Good guests. So dynamic lifestyle podcast is a good place too. Yeah. Eric doesn't shut up, but it's a good podcast. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I can vouch for that and say I listened to a couple of episodes so far. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I limit, listened to the, uh, the limited beliefs one, um, which is one of the more recent ones, I think. Yeah. yeah. I listened to one of the other ones as well. I can't quite remember off the top of my head, but yeah, dead, dead useful. And I know a lot of them are based around fit pros, but there's definitely some stuff there for kind of mindset and, and making progress for, for general populations as well, I would say. Right. So guys, it's been an absolute pleasure. And um, thank you very much for coming on and sharing all that wisdom and stuff. Um, we will definitely keep in touch for sure. Um, but until then, thanks for coming on. See you later, guys. Dale, thank, yeah. Thanks so much for your time, Dale. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Dale. Cheers, guys. Guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did. A huge thank you to Chris and Eric Martinez, the dynamic duo, for joining me all the way, of course, virtually from Los Angeles and California. We covered so many things there, so many little hints, tips, hacks, and things that you can go away and implement into your daily routines to allow you to step closer towards your goal, whether that be in health and fitness, business, or absolutely anything at all. So again, a huge thank you. Anyone listening who's interested in fitness or has a PC business, I recommend to have a look at the book that these guys have just launched. All the information for that's in the show notes. I've just started having a read. There's some really, really valuable stuff in there. Uh, so again, a massive thank you for the lads for coming on. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to head over to Apple Podcasts for a five-star review, and I'll speak to you all soon. Guys, thank you. Take care. Peace out.